Hey lovelies and welcome back to Matcha Moments. Today we have a very special episode as we have our first ever guest, Ishani. Ishani has just finished her master's degree in advanced marketing management and is now the founder of Ensemble Magazine, where she shares stories about influential women and everything fashion, interior design, self-care and sustainability. It is beautifully put together with great visuals and a personal touch. We've decided to divide this episode into two parts. Part one is all about being a postgraduate. We reflect on our master's degrees, talk through the struggles of job applications, and talk about how we try to stay positive in times like this. Whereas part two, we dive deep into the Ensemble magazine and all the reasons why Ishani started this magazine and her plans for the future. much for joining us on our podcast today Shani we're very very excited to be speaking with you and Cara and I just really love your entrepreneurial spirit and we very much appreciate you using your voice to talk about some various important topics like sustainability self-care mental health and we always like to start off this podcast by sharing our highs and lows of the week Um, but before that would you just quickly like to introduce yourself to anyone who may not be aware of who you are yeah, of course. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, my very <laughs> first podcast. I feel very special. Um, oh. Well, I'm I'm Ashani. Um, I'm well, mainly I guess known for my second Instagram account, which is Ensemble Magazine UK. So you know, give me a cheeky follow on that. So exciting. Um, yeah, and ba- I'm 23 years old. I've just come out of uni uh, with a master's degree in advanced marketing management, and that's how I know Cara because we were both on the same course. And now I'm unemployed, but I would like to say <laughs> still happy and still going for um, projects and little things here and there to kind of stay motivated, stay busy, and. I've, I think for me as well, it's one of those things where I, I can't not do anything. <laughs> I'm very bad at just staying still and having lazy days. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I think that's where the whole... So basically, yeah, that's where the magazine came from. Um, so yeah, I can call myself an official founder of Ensemble Magazine. <laughs> that is crazy. Really impressive. I have started to sign off my... Um, professional emails of my ensemble account like founder of ensemble magazine just so it sounds so cool (laughs) oh my god you're gonna have to update your linkedin bio i don't know if you have already you know i did that experience yeah i i did that for like a few days and i felt like i was i felt so obnoxious i was like oh my god this isn't this can't be no (laughs) so i changed it back you should own it no, yeah, maybe I'll do one of those things where it's like, you know, when people like list all their experiences in their <laughs> LinkedIn headlines. Yes, because honestly, I think this is going to be so key in job interviews as well. I mean, obviously, that's not why you started it. But just being able to say that during a pandemic, you know, just because the job market's tough, you weren't just like sitting around waiting, doing nothing. Instead, you went off and like started something on your own, you know, made use of your time. I think that's really really oh thank you yeah no that's definitely a good um thing to talk about in a professional setting yeah definitely shall we go into our highs and lows next ishani you can start us off as our special guest of honor oh wow okay cool um i think what i'll do 
is I'll get the low lights out the way and then yeah. it will be a positive <laughs> end to my little segment. Um, I think for me, a low light, uh, when I was thinking about this before the recording, it's not like an event-based thing. Like nothing has gone wrong. In fact, nothing has happened, <laughs> you know? So there's nothing, there's nothing like to be like, oh, this really upset me or yeah. was a downfall. I think, that is good, yeah. I think for me, it's more just, I'll be really honest, I think the last couple of weeks, my mindset, I've been like pushing myself to stay motivated and happy because I think I'm a happy person. But <laughs> I've literally, I've been using this analogy with my friends. I felt like a stagnant pool of dirty water where I'm just like still <laughs> like I'm just like still nothing I can do about it I just you know I, I would like to be a fresh stream of running water but it's just not happening right now so Aww. I'm just sat here and like just stewing in my own like filth that sounds so gross but like that's Aww. the kind of mindset where I think you know when you just like start spiraling about negative thoughts yeah um or worrying about things that aren't happening you know and I think it was it was more that that kind of just spiraled and spiraled and got worse and worse but I think I'm gonna allow myself a few weeks of that because you can't always be happy um true so I'm just gonna enjoy sitting in my little pond (laughs) um and then I'm sure I'm sure I'll be full of life again in a in a few days but I think that was mainly my low light just like I think the weather doesn't help either, but, you know, it's just that feeling of, ugh, I don't know what to do. I feel really, like, helpless. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's way more normal than, like, everybody thinks. I think everybody's kind of going through that at the moment, especially right now because it's just such an odd time. Like, we've just gone back into lockdown, so it's kind of, like, just re-getting used Mm. to that mindset of, like, okay, I'm in lockdown now. Yeah. How do I keep myself entertained and busy and not feel like stagnant, but feeling like you're still moving forward and still have something mm. new to look forward to every yeah. day? I think also the first time around lockdown was in summer and there's so much you can do in the summer yeah. in terms of isolating. You could just sit in your garden and it, it just feels nice. Whereas now I just get up in the morning, I go downstairs, make breakfast, sit on the sofa for 12 hours, I come upstairs and sleep again. <laughs> But you know, it's you know, it's it's that kind of routine yeah. of not leaving the house. Of course I'm going out and about to exercise, etc. But I just mean in general routine sort of thing. Even if you are working from home, um, Leo, maybe you can chip in here, but like I don't know, being at home all the time it's, it's hard to kind of separate one from the other. Definitely. And I know that back in, in summer I was always going for really long evening walks after mm. work. And obviously now, like, that's just not possible. It's pitch black by the time it's, like, I don't know, 4.30 yeah, now. which doesn't help. So. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess that was my low light. <laughs> yeah, onwards and upwards. What, it's, what's, what was your highlight? Um, loads of them, actually. Uh, me and Cara, we've both graduated now um, in the <laughs> last week, which is just yeah! amazing and so exciting. And it was weird because, um, so basically the way it works is that grades are normally uploaded on your, um, like your Moodle space or whatever it is for students, but we didn't have that. So we had no clue what we had done in our dissertations, what we've, how we've done on our final exams, etc and like obviously we had our average but that means nothing because the dissertation is worth so much and it was funny because um it was last weekend 
and I was just heading out the door with my sister on a bike ride and there was an envelope that come through and it was one of those thicker ones that said do not bend and I was like oh my god this is it this is the degree isn't it like I kind of knew in my heart that it was mine um so I picked it up quickly literally my sister was behind me putting her shoes on and stuff and I quickly opened it because I wanted to see the grade myself so I could like prepare myself and how I'm going to present it to my family um and yeah so obviously I opened it really quickly and looked at it and I was so happy I got a distinction which is like yeah this is amazing oh my god congratulations congrats I literally oh thank you to both of you thank you well done (laughs) honestly it's so impressive and yeah I literally turned around and my mum had the telly on so loud my dad was hoovering my sister was running around (laughs) trying to get her shoes and I literally went everywhere would shut up like I've got some news <laughs> and then obviously I told my family and Aww. they were so happy and it was weird because after that I went on my bike ride and I didn't know what to do with myself I was like right now <laughs> what <laughs> I guess it's like you said because I was messaging Ishani when she got her grades and and Ishani was like yeah you get like that high for a few seconds yeah. and then it's like now what yeah <laughs> it's like it's underwhelming actually I think I um sent a few of my friends that meme from finding Nemo at the end when the fish escape and then they're in the ocean and they go now what because they're just like don't know what to do because then the little bags and stuff but yeah I think it, it was that kind of feeling where you're not normally you would be with your friends and this like big day around it and you're celebrating and everyone's talking about it Whereas when you're at home, yeah, you talk about it for an hour, maybe call some of your family and friends up, but that's about it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But I'm very, very happy about that. Definitely a highlight. Aww. Yeah. You can both be super proud. I mean, and I I hope that you'll get a proper graduation day when all of this has cleared up a bit. I do want to celebrate. I do want to celebrate somehow at some point, but Yeah. So my low was Ishani getting her uh, distinction. <laughs> and it's because I was like scrolling on Instagram and she freaking posted it <laughs> on like on her post. And I was like, oh my God, what? How does she have her grade? Because I didn't receive mine in the post yet. So I was here panicking. And then so I waited like the next day. You know, you know that anxiety when you're like waiting for a grade mm-hmm. for a grade. And so, like, everyone knew their grades, and I was just there, like, oh, my God, why am I not getting it? What if I failed? What if my, um, what if I failed my uh, dissertation, and I have to redo it? And, like, all these negative thoughts got in my head. And then, like, the process of having to email the department and be like, I don't know where my certificate is. And it turns out I had my Abu Dhabi address. So they were going to send it internationally, which would have meant me not having it for four weeks. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but then, but I ended up quickly changing. I'm like, wait, no, can you send it to like this UK address? And they were like, yeah, sure, you'll get it in a few days. And I was like, oh, the relief. Um, but then my high was also just getting my grade because I feel like you work so hard yeah, for definitely. a year. And then it's just a nice feeling to actually see it like pay off for oh. the first time in your life. <laughs> I'm so, no, honestly, I'm so, so proud of you, Cara. Like, I know how hard you were working during that summer and your panic messages I'd get about, have you done this? Have you done this chapter? Have you done that bit? And I'm like, oh my God, just calm down. It's fine. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because I'd message Ishan and be like, oh, I'm still doing this. I'm still like, oh, I still have so much to do. And Ishan is just like, um, yeah, I like finished it two days ago. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, see, the thing is, I'm one of those people that I just, I've always been like this. I get all my work done 
uh, like a week before it's meant to be done and you know whether that's assignments or anything I just I'm so like I'm such a Virgo when it comes to this kind of thing like I have to have it done and (laughs) completed because if I leave it to the last minute I just panic I go into this awful panic zone I know Honestly, I admire people who can pull all-nighters and not start oh, their yeah. the <laughs> I night couldn't. before. I would be freaking out. I think for me, the working last minute, that was more me, like, my perfectionist <laughs> side coming in and, like, having to make sure every sentence is, like, the way I want it to be. What about <laughs> you, Leo? Um, okay, I'll start with my low light. My low light is that I'm currently very sleepy and hungover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I saw some friends last night and I just, we, I didn't go to bed until 10am this morning. So I just had a few hours of sleep before joining this call. Um, but to be fair, this call is actually really waking me up. So this is good. Also, can I say you don't look hungover at all. You look so <laughs> fresh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's all, it's all a lie. Um, but yeah, my highlight is that I feel like I've really nailed my morning routine. Oh, yay! And because we were talking in last week's episode that um, the importance of like having a routine and having something to look forward to every day. And I just love what I'm doing every morning. Like I've made sure to wake up a few hours before I start work. And then I just read for about an hour. And then I do my morning exercise. And then I do some yoga. And I feel like it just puts me in like the most positive like mood for the day and yesterday I was just having this moment because I was doing like a it was really cheesy but I was doing yoga and then it was like some gratitude like meditation um and I was just I was just feeling like so grateful and just like very happy to to be living the life that I'm living so that that was a highlight Before we talk about your magazine, we thought it would be interesting to just hear about your current experiences graduating and like life after uni in these uncertain times. Again, we just want to congratulate you on getting a master's. We're very proud of you. Um, (laughs) Thanks. But a question we do have is like, how did you find your master's degree? And also, would you say that it's worth getting it? Like, do you feel like it has actually impacted your life to some extent? You know what? This is such a hard question because there's one thing that's like my personal opinion on it and then there's another part of me that's like being practical. The practical side of me, also Miss Negative, thinks that, (laughs) oh, if I just graduated last year, maybe I would be employed right now Mm. (laughs) and I'd completely avoid this whole COVID job market situation. Um, Because I was very lucky to uh, get an internship with CNN last summer. Oh my god. And yes, that was really fun. And I was, you know, I was living the whole London life and I'm such a London girl and I really do hope to move there in in the near future. And the, all these jobs were coming out then, you know. I just don't know how to explain it. I was like, "Oh no, no. I'll um I'll come back to this next year. These jobs will always be here. They come back every yeah. year." <laughs> and then who knew, right? So, in that aspect, it, it sometimes makes me doubt myself but actually mm-hmm. I 100% do not regret doing a master's I think it was one of the best decisions I've made in terms of my academics in terms of my career and in terms of my personal development I I mean Akara would 
agree with me on this one. It was a heck of a year in terms was, of intensity. It was so intense. Things, yeah. yeah, exactly. And whilst the year was still normal, um, it was long days. And when I say long days, I leave my flat in the morning about half seven or eight in the morning and come back um, eight, half eight at night because we had group work. I joined evening Spanish classes. Ooh. I was running a study abroad society. I was going to the gym every day and it was an amazing routine and I could feel myself overworked and overwhelmed at the time. But actually, when I look back at it, I was thriving. Oh. I felt like I was really thriving. So I do not regret it whatsoever and I personally felt like at the end of my degree um of my undergrad degree I felt like I wanted to learn more so it was just a natural progression for me where I'm I can see Cara like <laughs> really agreeing with me that um, yeah I felt this exact same way like I honestly think I learned more in my master's than I did in my undergrad oh yeah 100% that's crazy I think I would be better at my job now after yeah. doing a master's than I was last year. So I think it was ne never a regret. It's not a word that comes up when I think about my master's. It was one of the best decisions. And I made amazing friends this year as well, even though I was at the same uni. Um, so weird that me and Cara did the same undergrad degree, but we never met yeah. until a master's. Like that to me is just so mad. Um, but no, it was su such a good year and I, I really do miss it. It was so interesting seeing Ishani make friends in her master's because literally <laughs> it was like the first welcome day and I'm pretty sure Ishani like picked three or four people and she was like, yep, I'm going to be friends with these people. And they stopped like the whole year. You were like in one group. <laughs> and also like, I feel like you've made lifelong friends with them now, which is so nice to see. Oh, 100%. I think like me, Maddie and Georgie, we yeah, were like the group I'm trio. talking about. Do you know what it is? When when I was, the funny thing is, right, when I was in my undergrad, first year of uni, you know, a fresher, I was always so excited to be friends with everyone. But by the time I got to my master's, I think I just got a bit lazy. <laughs> so I just picked two people sat next to me and I just kind of stuck with them and just like didn't make an effort with other people, which I suppose I should have done. Also, I wasn't like unfriendly. No, to no, no, no. I just mean that, you know, I was just, you know, like sat in the same spot in lectures or sat with the same people that just happened to be that yeah. way. But yeah. I think that's really good to hear for people like that maybe in the, are in the same boat and have done a master's or have done a degree and are worrying about the same thing about like COVID. Mm -hmm. Like, did I make the wrong choice? Would mm -hmm. I be in a better place if I graduated last year? And um, I think it's just such a personal choice because obviously we're all in like different boats in the sense that I actually didn't do a master's and I then got a job last year and I th I just think there's no really right or wrong way to do things oh no because I think that obviously you guys will still go on to have like great jobs now even though you know you've done a master's and there's slightly like a low in in job periods and it could have been mm. that you got a job last year and didn't do a master's and then you know you would have gotten furloughed or the, you know you just don't know yeah. what the situation would have been there's so many alternatives yeah so I think yeah. there's no point in ever saying like oh what what could have been if I'd made this choice or so I think it's good and I think that you can't ever go wrong with learning more and educating yourself more I, I do want to do a master's as well just sometime in the future <laughs> that would be really cool you have the rest of your life to do a master's yeah I, I would love to go abroad for it. Like, I would love to go to America. Oh, that or... would be so amazing. Yeah. That was one of my plans at one point. I was literally like, 
do you know what? I'm going to go full speed with this. And I was looking at Columbia University. I don't know Ooh. who I thought I, I was. <laughs> like, it's so hard. Not only is it so hard to get in, but also very expensive. I don't know how I was going to afford that at all. But um, I definitely do vouch for going abroad. I did um, a second year abroad for my undergrad in Canada and spent oh the year God. in Vancouver. So And it was just honestly one of the best years of my life so mm. I do recommend doing that if you can I think I mean I love going abroad I obviously went abroad to the UK um, <laughs> yeah and before that on my gap year as well and I just think all the best experiences I've made almost are and the the yeah. periods where I've grown the most are when I've gone abroad oh 100% because you're forced out of your comfort zone yeah when I came back from Canada everyone said to me, you you feel like you've grown. Aww. And it sounds so cringy, like, oh, I found myself. But like, <laughs> it was one of those things where I really struggled at the beginning. And um, because I'd made such good friends in first year, you know what first year is like, it's so much fun. You, yeah. you know, it's all the best bits of uni. Um, so when I'd left that, I kind of did, I found it a bit difficult at the beginning, because I was missing my friends and stuff. But when I came away from that, I actually, I felt like I was genuinely in my, like, out of my comfort zone, which was amazing. I loved it. So how do you feel now that you're sort of post-grad? Like, what, what do you feel like is, is your outlook? Because I'm sure it's, it feels different than probably after graduating your bachelor's because mm-hmm. you then probably knew, okay, I'm going into my master's, but now education yeah. is over, I'm assuming. You're not doing a PhD <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Um, I think the stakes feel a little bit higher because when you finish your undergrad at the back of your head, because I've always wanted to do a master's, that was like a given for me. Um, I was like, oh, I could always just do a master's if if I don't get a job. Um, Whereas now I actually have to get a job and support myself financially at one point or another. Um, I'm very lucky to be able to, you know, stay at home and live with my family whilst I'm on that search for stuff. But um, I think my outlook, that's such a good question, because I don't think there's one answer to it. It it goes up and down. Sometimes I'm really motivated, really positive, not knowing what my year will look like, not knowing what two months from now will look like is exciting. But other days, it's scary as hell. But I think that's just part of it all. Yeah. But are you sad like that your uni life is over? Or, or do you feel like you've lived through it? And now you're like, you've accepted that it's over? Oh, you know what I do miss uni and but I think I'm done with it in terms of time like I don't think I could have gone back now but I would love to relive it all if I could but obviously you can't go back in time (laughs) if that makes sense yeah I feel like I started my job so soon after I graduated I didn't even have time to properly like wallow in that post-grad phase Mm. it just transitioned so quickly you knew before you did your exams right yeah, I I found out last February, so a, a while before. The fact that you knew what what you were going to do after, that's so interesting because when I was doing my master's, I was so set on um, not wanting to apply until I'm actually done. And before coronavirus and everything, I had a really exciting travel plan. I was meant to be um, doing the interrail with Aww. my friend around Europe. And then I was meant to go to India to see my grandparents oh and stuff gosh. for a month. And my, I just had so, like, this was not part of the plan, yeah. you know, all of this. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. It's just sad sometimes to think about that. What could have been? 
how would you say you're handling it? Like, how do you stay positive? Because like, so Ishan and I are in the same boat where we're, I think we're both just <laughs> applying for jobs at the moment, right? And like seeing where things go. Yeah. But how are yeah. you like finding it? Because I, I know for myself, it's just, it's annoying having to apply to 100 jobs and only hearing back like six months later when you don't even remember applying yeah. to that job and it being a rejection. And like, it's just it's hard to see progress when it is just like sending off something online and then just waiting so I don't know how would how are you staying positive through it um how am I staying positive um I'm staying positive by launching my own magazine um (laughs) you know (laughs) shameless plug (laughs) but I think I think for me like it's it's about kind of reframing everything and putting everything into perspective one of my friends, uh, we were talking about this very thing and we both said, you know what, we're going to look back at this time and be like, oh, do you remember when we were stressing about finding jobs? And look at us, now we're stressing about our next meeting or next project and all of this. So I think stress is, we always find something to stress about. Yeah, yeah human so condition. Remembering that, exactly. And I think remembering that and reframing my perspective is how mainly I'm staying positive and doing things you know, like everyone else in a pandemic, doing things to fill up my day that are non-digital, off my phone, off my laptop. Um, and yeah, I guess just little little routines here and there. Yeah, honestly, I think that is key. And I think the job application process is just a pain, no matter what point in life you're in. Like yeah. I, 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 cause I feel like I've had different stages of it. Like one time when I was looking for internships, cause I think I've, I've done like three or four internships and every time like that was a really frustrating process. And then for my job, like sending out so many applications, doing so many of these virtual video interviews and it's so many stages and it can be really hard to keep track of things and like not not sort of get, you just have to remember that it's nothing personal if you get a rejection. It just means that you're not right for the job. Yeah. But sometimes it's annoying because you apply for a job that's like, we are looking for someone who d- did marketing <laughs> and has experience doing like this and this. And so I'm like, okay, I have that, I have that, I have that. Yep, marketing, did an undergrad and a master's. And then I apply to that job. And then they're like, sorry, we don't think you're the right fit. Then who yeah. is? Like, yeah. honestly, who is? <laughs> Do you know, I, I have a funny thing about that as well. I think recently I was looking, I can't, I can't remember what the company was. I think, I want to say it was Dior. It was one of those really hard ones to get so I completely understand if they're saying you don't have experience because they're looking for a very specific type of person so I was like okay fine I'll look for the internship roles because the internship is the experience (laughs) and honestly I spent days on that application on the CV on the cover letter I even sent them uh, my reports for my master's I was like oh this is like an interesting one maybe it's relevant I'll send it to them all that and then I get email back from them saying that I don't have experience and I'm just like I'm sorry but the internship is the experience like how can you ask oh and it's just that instant like continuous like loop of you don't have experience you don't match the profile you don't match the jobs description and I'm just like you learn most of it that's the thing with internships that it's a learning role you know you're not necessarily leading anything so I don't understand how I can't be good enough to put it simply (laughs) I think that is the crazy paradox nowadays because everybody's or a lot of people are getting uni educations so that's kind Mm. of like a given and that's kind of what is expected but then you're also at the same time expected to have, I don't know, two, three years of job experiences or different different internships. And 
but because obviously nobody wants to hire somebody who doesn't have any experience but then they also wouldn't hire somebody who didn't have a uni degree so it's kind of just you have to have to do it all and honestly just get lucky it was so interesting because I was on the other side of it um because I was at the graduate assessment center day for sort of the new batch to see the criteria when looking for when hiring and it was honestly mostly just personality based like feeling having getting a feel for the person and seeing whether they'd fit into the team obviously because if they're if you're in the room if you're called for the interview it means you're qualified it means you got the grades and the experience that they want to see so then it's just about sort of getting your personality across trying to see if if you'd match into the company I think that is something so difficult to deal with now but with virtual assessment centers because it's so hard to show off your personality on a screen I think especially when you're like supposed to be you know poised and like put together but also you know because I feel like in person I come across nicer because I can be like giggly and like you can just I don't know you can just see my true personality yeah. whereas when I'm on a camera I'm like trying to you know sit with my my shoulders up and just trying to like look smart but then I, I just become I just look awkward and very like rigid so it's just hard to come across as a nice person on a virtual camera which I think is just like even though I like I'm quite happy that some assessment centers are online because you know it's, it's a bit less stressful because you can have that like minute to just you know breathe and like be alone but then it's also I they don't get to see the real you I don't think what, have you experienced that? Um, well, I have not been lucky enough to get a virtual interview yet, but I have um, had telephone interviews and that kind of thing. And I just, I feel like for me, how do I say this without <laughs> being like obnoxious? I think because I'm quite a, like a talkative person and I love chatting, I normally do well in interviews, whether that's video or um not video oh actually I say that I did have an interview two weeks uh, two months ago um and in that aspect I think I'm all right I think for me it's more the first stage of the virtual thing where you're sending them cover letters and CVs that's where I find it really difficult for myself to portray my personality yeah. and portray my like yeah. passion for whatever the role is um because once I can speak to people I feel a bit more comfortable I feel a bit more natural obviously I agree with you it's not the same thing as being in in, in the room because you have to look a certain way on the camera and your you know your posture and your body language and stuff like that but like last last year when I was looking for a summer internship um I can't even remember I lost count how many rejections I got just for a summer internship and when I did finally get the CNN one, um, the interview, I just forgot it was an interview mm. because I felt like so... Those are the best interviews. In my element, because I just love chatting. <laughs> I just love talking. And so I think when it gets to that level, it, I feel a bit more confident in myself being like, do you know what? Yeah. If they reject me at this stage, it's not because I'm not qualified. It's because yeah. I'm just not the right fit for the team. It's more the first stage rejection that annoys me because I'm like, what else do you want, you know? Yeah, or they don't get the chance to even know you before they reject you, which is frustrating because you yourself know that you could have yeah. been such a valuable, like, source to them. So, Ishani, you said you, you did an internship at CNN. What sort of jobs are you looking for now then? Like, what is sort of your dream industry or dream job? Um... Well, my dream job and industry would be fashion, um, ideally fashion media. So I sound so basic when I say this, but I really want to work Aww. for Vogue. Like that would be so cool. Um, and I think like for me, like at home, the whole magazine thing as well, like 
I've always been surrounded by magazines, you know. Um, my dad, he's um, subscribed to a professional engineering magazine. My mum is subscribed to Good Housekeeping and I'm subscribed to British Vogue. So we have these magazines always coming in every month and we're so like, I'm, I think I'm quite old fashioned in that sense. Like I like um, physical things yeah. and reading magazines and things like that. So I think that would be such a dream to be able to work for fashion media brand like Vogue um, or any fashion like fashion or luxury industry because I did my dissertation on um, luxury marketing and especially with uh, luxury fashion which was really cool and you know even even with the um, dissertation like the whole time I was so excited I was just like oh I just want to work in these for these brands and you know I I genuinely feel like I have so much to contribute Um, and the whole dissertation experience kind of confirmed that because at the beginning, everyone told me whatever dissertation subject you choose, you're going to hate it by the end of it. So choose carefully. <laughs> and you know what? I love it Aww. even more by the end of it. And I think that just confirms it all. That's so amazing. So, yeah. That is so rare, though. You're lucky <laughs> that, that it like reassured your your passions. Have you watched uh, The Bold Time? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. Okay, so I feel like maybe you'd like it then because... It's kind of set in like a cosmopolitan-esque magazine okay. situation. I think it's in New York and it's about three girls in their early 20s living together and they all work at the same magazine. Oh, and it's amazing. Very entertaining. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. I can recommend. Okay, great. I'll have a look into that. So that's all we have for part one. Make sure you check out part two where we learn more about the Ensemble magazine, how it came to be, and Ishani's next steps. Thanks again, guys, and speak to you soon. Bye!